Welcome to It Gets To Be Easy podcast, where you're granted permission to live your most healthful and joy-filled life with ease. We are your hosts, Katie and Shauna, and together we've been cracking the code to creating our own realities with ease. And now we've set out to help you grow confident in this too. Good afternoon, friends, or good morning, good evening, wherever you're listening. I want to welcome you back to the show. We have an important, intimate topic to dive into today. We know we're not alone in this one. As women, it's likely we have all had one time or another that we've experienced repeated rendezvous with our inner self-critic. You know what I'm talking about. Looking in the mirror and seeing all the flaws, letting the unkind thoughts and words fly. Why is it so easy to say nice things to other people, yet speaking kindly to ourselves can be so much work sometimes? In order to allow the growth and evolution we've been talking about here on the show, we truly have to be willing to unpack what's going on here. We get to nourish our inner critic and practice self-compassion. Gosh, yes. I love that we're exploring this powerful concept of self-compassion versus being our self-critic. Self-compassion, it really does play a pivotal role in our relationship with ourselves. We've been talking a lot about that lately on the show, especially though when we're in front of the mirror. But even when we're not in front of the mirror – how we look at ourselves and talk to ourselves is probably one of the most important self-care muscles that we really do need to strengthen and keep well-conditioned. Yeah. Self-compassion is such a vital aspect of self-love. Yet so many of us really struggle with this, myself included, which is why we're talking about this because we talk about things we're going through. We often find ourselves being our harshest critic, and I think it's time to dive in and chat about the self-criticism. It's that nagging inner voice that says things like, you should be working harder, or why did you eat that? I, why can't you stick to the plan? Or I wish I looked differently. Oh my gosh, right? It's like we have this relentless judge inside of our heads when we let that happen. Constantly like bringing attention to our flaws, our insecurities, somehow like shouting that we aren't doing enough to look or feel our best. I know for me, like one thing that I've really been working on over the past few years is not expecting my body to look, to feel, to act the same throughout my cycle, right? Like even today before we came on here, I was just having some things where I was feeling like irritable about certain things that normally wouldn't be bothering me. And I was like, okay, it's time to do a castor oil pack, which is not usually the time that I would be doing it. But I was just like, okay, this is a really good time to practice that muscle we're talking about. Go ahead and put it on, even though it's not a time that I would normally be doing it. Um, And then it felt empowering too, because it's like, okay, if I listen to my intuition when these things come up, then it's going to happen more often and my body's going to be like, oh yeah, you're listening to me and you're responding to me in the moment. Um, And so I I feel like that was pretty empowering. I wanted to share that here today is like 
sometimes if we just get quiet, the answer is there and we can move quickly through that versus like if I hadn't have done that and hadn't have responded, I might have shown up here in a bad mood or something like that, right? And we can easily kind of swap that out um, when we give ourselves that self-compassion. So I didn't go through the story of like, why is this happening now? Or, you know, sticking with that or really beating myself up for that, just responding to it. Um, and I'm not saying that I'm an expert at that many Many times I go through all those other other pieces of self-critic things, but this is just an example of like how powerful it can be when we let that switch come on and respond quickly with compassion. Mm. I love that. And I want to further unpack what happens when we let our inner critic keep the upper hand. We allow this harsh talk to play on a loop. And I want you to pay attention to how you feel, how I feel when I finish these sentences. When we look in the mirror and we're noticing all the flaws, our focus becomes zeroed in on all these things we don't like about ourselves. We get stuck on what else do I need to do to like myself, what I see in the mirror. And as you talk about this, as I talk about this, I can feel my own energy shifting into this blocked state. And it's powerful. These words are so powerful. Mm, yes. Oh my gosh. This on repeat is so dangerous, right? For our health. It can easily rob us of this joy-filled life that we're talking about all the time. Allowing that inner critic to be so loud on repeat, like you said, really does impact our mood, interrupts our pursuit of like the things we really want. And honestly, it just gets plain exhausting. I know. The work here is to flip the power of our inner critic to self-compassion. So flip the script, right? And in order to have self-compassion, we have to treat ourselves with the same kindness and understanding that we would offer to a close friend. So that self-compassion means acknowledging our imperfections and treating ourselves with gentleness rather than judgment. And I've heard this on another podcast recently, but if you were to swap bodies with someone you love, how would you talk or act differently to your body, to yourself? Sit with that. Wow, right? It's so easy just to be able to say those kind things, like you said, to someone else. Um, And then I don't know why it's so easy to be harsh on ourselves, but that's where we're here. That's why we're talking about it. Let's nourish it, kind of figure it out. Um, because self-compassion isn't about ignoring the areas where we'd like to grow, right? We know that there are things that we want to take inspired action and um, be able to do some things that support our bodies. But it's really about approaching this growth from a place of love and acceptance. So how do we incorporate this self-compassion when we gaze in the mirror, especially on the days when our inner critic is particularly loud And so here are a few things that we work to nourish and invite you to try alongside us. So these are things that we've been practicing or hoping to really integrate. So let's give them some examples. Yeah. So, you know, in our, um, you know, empowering wellness over the past few years, we really kind of um, tagline this like book ending our day with things that kind of fill us up right. So, you know, something in the morning and something in the evening that can really help us to feel good, maybe require a little um, 
investment on purpose in ourselves, confirming to ourselves that we are worth it, that it's, you know, taking this extra time that sometimes is like, oh, I, am I like being selfish doing this kind of thing? Those stories might come up. But knowing and confirming that you're worth it and putting these things in, um, if they're meaningful to you, can be helpful. So I know, um, you know, skincare routine has been something for me that I wasn't always doing that um, in my life. And when I started doing that in the past maybe 10 years, whatever, it, it really started to be something special, you know. And so it really was nourishing myself and knowing that um, there's this, you know, aging skin that I could be doing something and supporting right? So if those are things I'm looking at in the mirror, then is there something I can do to nourish that? Um, and like just just taking the time to do that. Um, or maybe it's a special essential oil application that you know that you love to use at night or setting those diffusers in the room. Um, I mentioned the castor oil packs earlier. That's something that I have been doing at certain times in my cycle um, at night and, and being able to set myself up for that and go to sleep with that. Um, has been really nourishing, and I've seen some some things come out of that that I um, am liking and still trying to kind of download and understand for myself. But um, it's cool to be able to to set yourself up for these things. Yeah, I mean we're worth it, right? We have to take that time. And so I also wanted to to add to that piece of the conversation, and there, you know. It's been a year since my ankle surgery, which was, you know, a catalyst for a lot of the things that we've been talking about and sharing. Um, but realizing that my body has been in this this really heightened state of stress, um, and so I've been working through this book, and it's um, I'll probably say her name Aviva Rom. She's a very passionate about women's health, but she actually adds in. A particular pieces for your day and it's right before dinner is like resetting your stress basically your cortisol reset and then also at the end of the day doing that replenish and so we've talked about morning routines but I, I I'm not gonna lie like an evening routine feels hard <laughs> like managing so many other evening routines but it is something that is worth it because I've been learning more and more about how important it is to bring your stress response down in the evenings. Um, so it's just doesn't have to be crazy. It's 15 minutes. And some of the ideas is like, you know, your gratitude journal at night um, or just like take a nice relaxing bath. I was just telling Shauna before we started, my bath last night was not necessarily relaxing. It was too hot. And I had an audience, so that <laughs> makes for special. Any other parents out there, do you know what I'm talking about? How many times I had to be like, you are not joining me in this bath. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> um, but they are worth it and they can help. And so I love the idea of evening diffuser blend, you know, anything to kind of help trigger your mind to start to and your body to kind of come down. So... As we're doing that, we're shifting our focus, right? Instead of focusing in on the perceived flaws or the parts of ourselves that we don't like, we're going to focus in on what we appreciate. And so that's part of that idea of at the end of the day, like, what are you grateful for? Like, I'm grateful for my legs that took me on this walk. Um, so celebrating our strengths and things that make us unique to ourselves, like what we enjoy. And I love this idea of like, 
putting them on post-its, um, putting them on your mirror, uh, putting them in your office. I actually am looking at one right now that's um, been here and it's helpful to see. So another good one is we always have our phones. So phone reminders can be something um, to just kind of make you pause and remember like, hey, what are you grateful for right now? Or you're amazing. Just make it simple. We'd like to take a break from our show to invite you to join our Patreon community. Over on Patreon, we have so many incredible resources to support you in your journey to living your most health-filled and joy-filled life. We have journal prompts. We have exclusive host interviews. We have incredible resources with self-affirmations and guidance on how to approach creating your own reality with ease. We hope to see you over on Patreon soon, and we look forward to welcoming you into our incredible community. Yeah, I love um, everything that you were just saying. What I was seeing was this theme of make it simple. Like, you know, you were sharing that you made that bath happen on purpose for yourself. And like, it wasn't this perfect picture-esque kind of situation, but just allowing the time and space for that does have an impact. Um, and releasing that pressure of it has to look a certain way for it to be effective, um, I think is the permission that we're trying to give you all here is like, just allow it to happen, do it on purpose, give yourself permission, let it be messy, let parts be bumpy. Um, and really, honestly, what it's doing is creating this self-awareness that is really what's healing in all of this for us. Um, if we're going to step into more self-compassion versus being a critic, like that's where it is for sure. And I love that you mentioned those phone reminder pop-ups too. Um, those are great. And then also, I don't know if you guys have ever tried this, but um, mindful mirror moments. And I've played with it a little bit. I will say, um, you know, taking a few minutes to really see ourselves in the mirror, truly send that love to the reflection looking back at us. Oh my gosh, can totally take practice because honestly, it's awkward. Um, and at first you just feel like it's so fumbly. But if you choose to focus on something that we love about ourselves um, and saying something kind to ourselves, right? Like Katie was sharing so much of how easy it is to say kindness to other people, but saying something kind to ourselves in the mirror can totally be a useful self-compassion tool. Um, and I even have a picture of my younger self on my mirror. And something I do with that is just let her know that I'm still the one taking care of her and there's really something super extra nourishing about that of knowing that like we are on this journey like from you know our youth through our lifespan here and um really building that self-compassion is a huge part of this for our journey here mm, absolutely and when we apply the the self-compassion when looking in the mirror it can be a game changer and Instead of critiquing every aspect of our appearance, we can start to appreciate the person that's looking back at us. And I want to be the, the first to admit like that I don't necessarily start with my physical attributes um, because it is something that I'm working on appreciating. Um, but it's does can just be like, I appreciate how patient you are with your kids or I am with my kids. <laughs> 
So just remember, it doesn't have to be about your physical appearance right away. Mm, yeah. Thanks for adding that in because I think that's so important, especially when it feels so fumbly in the beginning. It's just, you know, any of those things that you saw um, in yourself. Um, and honestly, like we don't always take the time <laughs> to reflect on those things and give ourselves that like extra credit and boost um, for doing that. So, so cool. Wow. Such a good conversation that I feel like we're just kind of starting um, today. And so I think we'll continue to expand this on the show, don't you? I definitely do. It's, like I said, something that we're working through. And as these continue to come up, we'll, you know, turn around and reach back and bring you along. So for now, though, let's all make an effort to notice and nourish that inner critic. And we'll flip the script with the voice of kindness, especially when we face our own reflections. I agree. Let's commit to this together. And as we wrap today's episode, we want to leave you with this. You are enough. And as we said earlier, self-compassion isn't about ignoring the areas where you'd like to grow. It's about approaching growth from a place of love and acceptance. And remember this too. It gets to be easy. Baby steps Commit to making a shift from focusing on what else you have to do to make that image you want to appear in the mirror and allow the kind words and love to flow. And if this landed for you today the way that it has for us, we hope that you'll remember to rate and review this episode. It's really important so other women can get this message too. We totally appreciate your support. We want to welcome you to tune in, stay close, and grow with us. Come feel empowered, inspired, and connected. Check the show notes to follow us. And of course, we'd love for you to tag us on social media when you share what lands for you. Until next time, breathe on purpose, stay curious, and trust your intuition. 